0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I continue our overview of the season as far as the players go. Today, Tobias Harris. Is he a keeper? We discuss it next, right here on Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic, radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. Keith, what's going on? what's up man how you been bro uh, doing pretty good man good to be back with you talking about another star sixes player uh key contributor for the season but before we get into tobias harris we have to thank everybody for making locked on 76 your first listen every day and remember locked on 76 is free and available on all platforms including right here on youtube at locked on 76 keith Tobias Harris, the curious case. Seems like every season <laughs> for Tobias Harris, this past campaign, uh, which was um, you know another one in the, in the books for him, he is uh, sitting on this year seventeen point two points per game, good for forty third in the NBA, six point eight rebounds. So let's balance it out: the seven boards, three and a half assists uh, for Tobias Harris, and six seven forward who uh, we know can score in a variety of different ways. He has a very good mid-range package. The game there uh, has extended his overall game outside of the three-point line as well. And for him, just simply looking at what he was, he had to make an adjustment, man, from from what from what he did early in the season before the James Harden trade. It was Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and Tobias Harris. Those were your primary scores for what they uh did for the basketball team and he is a he is a, uh, a a lightning bolt if you will of discussion when it comes to a player in this town man a lot of people like him a lot of people you know they they don't dislike him they're just not the biggest fans of Tobias Harris so want to talk about uh his season fourth on the team and scoring at 17.2 a night seven boards what do you make of, of Tobias Harris as a player for the 76ers? You know, I, I think he's a good player for the 76ers. Yes. I, and and the one thing
1: that uh, you know, I I think the thing about Tobias Harris, if Tobias Harris was making um, he makes around 36 million dollars, set to make 37 next year, right? Mm-hmm. If Tobias Harris is making 20 million dollars, everybody like, yo, great guy, great player, you know what I mean? He's he's this and that. But the fact that he makes so much money, I think that some people expect more and they, and they hold a higher standard. You know what I mean? But this is one of those instances I feel like that you really can. I know it's hard for people to do, but I feel like you really can't base his success or offer of his paycheck. I mean, it was a situation where the Sixers had to pay him. Now, here's again, here's the thing for Tobias. You know, Tobias, like you said, he's Mr. versatile. He can do a lot of different things. But to me, and I know he may not want to hear this or anybody else, but to me, he's quality as a third option or fourth option on an elite team. You know, he could be a guy who can do a lot of other different things for you. Now, the one thing that I think that people aren't really taking into account was you factor in that he was averaging 17 points. Now, In the playoffs, you will have to say that he was the most consistent player. You know what I mean? Even like he was the most consistent player. So, to me, he was the one who kind of stepped up. Now, again, in the final two games of the Eastern Conference semifinals against Miami, he struggled like everyone else did. But for the most part, I'm not walking away from the playoffs saying, hey, man, you got to get rid of Tobias Harris. He really destroyed this team. But we both know that in regards to contracts and, and, and someone that you may have to trade to bring in someone that you really want, you look at Tobias Harris's contract and you say, hey, we may the Sixers can't eat that money. They may have to get rid of him in order to bring
0: into a quality guy into the organization. So with Tobias Harris, Keith, I I ignore the price tag at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Call it for what it is, he's not deserving of that contract. That's for the higher level players in the NBA, Mm -hmm. but he landed and found himself in the situation where, as you pointed out, they were in a spot where they had to pay him. Jimmy Butler leaves, JJ Redick leaves, they put together something else for Al Horford to make it work for them and their contract, all that stuff worked out. And Tobias Harris got the big contract, which is a max level contract for superstar level players. He is not that. As you pointed out, he's a third or fourth option on a winning team. If he's your second option, you're not going to win. And that's not a knock on him as a player. That's just who he is as a player. So he got that money and good for him. He gambled on himself. He bet on himself. The Clippers offered him, what, four years, like 80 million. and, And he and his agent turned it down and they struck gold but when you do that there are expectations that come with it so as much as we may want to ignore that price tag there are expectations to said player when you sign on the dotted line for a big number like that i remember when andre gadala got an 80 million dollar contract from the Sixers after turning down a 60 million dollar contract and everyone said well you want to be the man you want to sign on that dotted line and you want to take that big money it's your team you have to elevate your play And he did to to a certain extent. Tobias Harris is only going to level off at one spot. And that's around that 18, 19, 20 points per game. Is he going to get you over the top? So as far as his money, I put that to to the side. He is a a consistent guy who can give you, as I said, 17 to 20 points. I, I wish that number of points per game were a little bit higher. He does get enough shots, in my opinion, before Harden to do so. And I think his overall skill package could be a little better but he is a good player as you talked about he does provide something he does dig in now defensively a little bit more and he talked about that during the Brett Brown era as well where he well he took real pride into being a much better defender and I appreciate that as a player Um, I don't mind at all when he was traded here don't mind at all having him on my team Uh, but he is in fact to your point a third or fourth option can they find ways to get him some easier buckets absolutely they should run some plays for him to get him involved a little bit more and he suffered the most when james harden was traded here because he had to adapt his game being that fourth option with maxi basically being your second or your third depending on how you looked at it so i thought his his season was pretty good uh, for this basketball team his final month and a half from March and through April and then started the playoffs he was fantastic for this basketball team now the question Keith is this uh, will he be back because I know we've talked about this on a few episodes ago a few weeks ago when the season ended will you looking to improve this team will you get a better return if you move Harris collecting another starter to replace him but also possibly getting either a role player to come off the bench or another starter to go because of his money. That's where that comes into play. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about on the uh, next segment with Tobias Harris, why he's still as good as he is as a player, might be the most attractive Sixer out there that can garner bringing something back to help this team continue to build that depth. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On Seventy Sixes. But first I need to tell you about our good friends at Rock Auto. Once again, I talked to you about my headlight and it went out and you never want to have that headlight go out where the police pull you over because you're being stopped now that you have only one headlight and the other is out. So what did I do? I saved my time. I saved my money by using our good friends again at Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership why do that I'll give you an example the Honda Odyssey their fuel pump is 353 dollars on retail from a train store chain store Rock Auto 216 come on look how much money you save there the same for me with a with a headlamp for my car Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourself for over 20 years even for someone like me has no idea what he's doing I can even order a part from Rock Auto and change my headlight on again. The prices are reliably low for every customer, not just me. That's why we encourage you to go. They have everything you can need from brake parts, motor oil, even new carpets and tail lamps as well as headlamps as well. Go check it out. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com now. See all the parts available for your car or truck write it locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you again amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com do it today people <laughs> stealing it from my guy do it today thanks for making locked on 76ers your first listen every day and remember locked on 76 is free and available on all platforms including youtube at locked on uh 76s again locked on now podcast for your next listen that's our first listen locked on 76s check out the locked on now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts it's free and available wherever you get your podcast starting tonight the NBA finals NBA finals it's gonna be fun game one Boston Golden State let's see what the Golden State Warriors can do knock off the Celtics knocked off the Seas. get them out of here you don't like the Celtics Growing up in Philadelphia, you do not like the Celtics. I grew up in Philly. You are a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, bro, they got the They
1: got the process
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did get it right. They did get it right. I'm jealous. I'm jealous to be able to, you know, listen, I love talking about the Sixers. Haters going to playoffs. But I would love for us to be talking about an NBA Finals appearance right now. And they did get their rebuild right. You're absolutely right about that. But Keith, man, when you look at Tobias Harrison, we talk about the price tag. Uh, Where does he fit in with this team going forward? And as we talked about it again previously on another episode, we talked about him possibly being the best um, option for them to build more personnel because of his price tag and what they could potentially get back. I mean, do you see him fitting in with this team for the future going forward, at least for the 22-23 campaign that will be upcoming starting in September? I do. I do. You know, the the
1: tough part about Tobias Harris is that, you know, he has two years remaining on his contract, um, two years and 76.9 million left on his deal. You know, that's a lot of cheddar, right? And then you factor in that. Well, it's only two years. So it is movable. It's only, it's only two years. And then you look at it where, you know, the Sixers, were, remember, people forget. There was a point where, you know, when the Sixers were trying to trade Ben Simmons, a lot of teams, they were saying, hey, <laughs> you got to take Tobias. You got to take yeah. Tobias. Yeah, and There were some teams who were shied away from that, right? Like Atlanta was one. Um, um, Kings, it was made for another team right. that we didn't want it, right? Right. But then, remember, they were thinking about, uh, it was in discussions with, with preliminary ones with OKC about a potential salary dump, right? Now, when you look at Tobias Harris right now, <clears throat> you can say to yourself, there are a lot of teams that are available who could take them, right? like after trading Robert Covington and, and and Norman Powell to the Clippers and C.J. McCollum to the New Orleans Pelicans, the Trailblazers will have enough, enough cap space to do, to take okay. on his contract this uh, summer, right? Okay. Now, the, the Detroit Pistons, the Orlando Magic, the San Antonio Spurs will also have um, enough cap space to take on Tobias. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Houston Rockets, if they waive John Wall and or restructure his contract, could also be in play, okay. right? Yep. So there are a lot of scenarios for for someone to, to take Tobias. Now, here's the problem right now, because typically the Sixers do have their draft pick, and we'll talk about that later. But um, the thing is, typically – you know in order for a team to take on Tobias's contract they're going to say to them okay you notice know this is a salary dump um but what you're gonna what you're gonna do for us so now what the sixers may be able to do is because they can't trade that pick before the draft they could possibly say all right we'll select said player for you with, at number 23. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if that's because of it's the 23rd pick. I don't even know if that's good enough. So you may say, a team may say, okay, well, we kind of like Matisse. But to be honest with you, if you're going to take on that salary, now Matisse is a great player, a guy who I believe that will be available via a trade this summer. But if I'm a team, I'm saying that's $76 million. I need Maxi. Right? right. And I need Tyrese Maxey. Yes. And the question is, are the Sixers willing to give up Tyrese Maxey along with um, uh, Tobias Harris just to shed the seventy six million dollars in order to bring in somebody? Right. Yes. Yeah. So or, or whatever it is. So. So to me, I don't know if if. If, if I'm the Sixers, if I'm willing to do all that, I mean, giving up giving up Maxi. I mean, I better know in hand that I'm going to get somebody that's going to catapult oh, yeah. Yeah. right in and there to be number one in the East, which is going to be extremely competitive because, again, Tobias Harris has a cap hit of $37.6 million next season. That's a lot of money, but you're going to have to give up much more than him in order for a team to take on that contract i guess it's
0: just a matter uh i guess it's just a matter of to your point what what is going to be in return that's that's the deal you know you don't make a deal of course unless you know you're getting something back and something that's going to be beneficial for your team too if you're moving two starters what are we getting back in return when you when you make The example of those teams that you alluded to, San Antonio, Portland, Oklahoma City, Orlando, you know, what players would you even want from those rosters there? Keldon Johnson, a young player from the San Antonio Spurs, is that a player that's going to come in and help get you over the top? Uh, Same when you go to Portland, there's really nothing there. Uh, Yes, we talk about the depth and building this team in general. I would have to think about that. Overall. And the one that always stands out is Oklahoma City because they can absorb his big contract for the for the season, 30 plus million. And uh and they can they can take that underneath their salary cap, help get them to the floor and take on that deal. And you may get a, a young player potentially that doesn't make a lot of money on that team because not many players on that team make money outside of Shea Gilgis Alexander. And you know you're not gonna get Josh Giddy. Or anything like that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. The draft is on June 23rd, and we will find out as we get closer. You'll hear a lot of rumors and a lot of a lot of things out there, and I'm sure his name will come up as well because we know that Daryl Morey is a deal maker and likes to make some deals and get things done. So uh, interesting points there, Keith. And to your point about that draft later on this month on June 23rd, we need to talk about the Sixers getting back the 23rd pick. In this month's draft, we found out on Wednesday that the Brooklyn Nets deferred it. We'll talk to you and explain what it means for the Sixers to have this pick and what they could potentially do. We do that next, right here, locked on 76ers.
1: Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest eyes, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores. Fights and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, to esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm telling you, do it
0: today, people.
1: Definitely do it today.
0: I don't know, folks. If you're just tuning in to Locked On it Keith seems like he's stealing some of my lines. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but you, but you make it sound good. You make it sound good. Uh, uh, Keith, Copyrighted, bro. You better copyright, right.
1: like Joel. Copyright.
0: Um, did, did trademark the process, right? Trademark. Hey, we're in this together. It's all good. It's all good. Um. Uh, the 23rd overall pick deferred back it was uh, sent to the brooklyn nets by the Sixers in the james Harden ben simmons deal that took place in february around the trade deadline Sixers get it back instead the nets will look to the 23 draft and uh go with that unprotected pick unprotected pick i still think the Sixers are going to be good so it's going to be in the 20s maybe they just feel like the talent pool might be better next year but in, in any event the Sixers have the 23rd overall pick they do not have a second round selection In the draft later this month keith so what do you think they do man do they keep this pick do they trade it what are what are their options here especially with another young player they've had some guys but jaden springer the latest one pick number 28 he barely saw the floor he was in the g league a lot what do they do here you know what i don't think
1: another unless there's somebody who can fall to him like a tyrese maxi yep i don't think right now that a young guy is really going to help this team i mean there were certain guys we talked about yesterday and the day before the day before that, actually Monday, Monday uh, in regards to them, possibly um, picking up someone, but um, a, a certain guy's pick, but I, I really think that right now where the Sixers are and basically how doc rivers is, he's a guy who he says he doesn't, he does not dislike playing young guys, but he doesn't play young guys. So, <laughs> It's one of those things where, um, in my opinion, they would be better off if they can't trade the the draft pick or trade the player they draft. I think they would be better off stashing the guy. You know what I mean? Um, Or, uh, you know, you can always go the G League route. But at the same time, it's looking to me that you're still, that's $2.5 million that you're allocating for a guy who's going to sit the bench or a guy who's going to go down to the G League, so you might as well stash him. Or let's see, like we said beforehand, if you can try to trade Tobias and Matisse or whomever, it's one of those things where, hey, we also will we'll draft a player for you and send sh- and send him to your team. You know, with these players, because you know me personally, I just don't see anyone in this draft. Um, unless they're lucky enough to get someone to drop to them, who's going to really help
0: them come out of the East and win a championship right about now. So I'll say this part first about certain players, specifically two, one you talk about from the G League, uh, Ignite team, Marshawn Beauchamp, uh, the 6667 athletic wing, I, I, we don't know, but you know the profile fits for what they need. And ideally you'd like that in a veteran player. And I also like E.J. Liddell from Ohio State, who's another big body guy who plays the power forward position. And you uh, can also be a versatile player at, at this level. And, a, and a, he's a he's a upperclassman. Right. So um, that's somebody that you look that I look at and, and I say that I like him in college and could potentially help a, a team on the back end like this. If he were to able to step in and give you some minutes. But I agree with you. I, I'm not sure that I'm ready to ha- add another. After taking Jaden Springer last year, having the success that they've had from, you mentioned it in, in your story, from uh, Landry Shamit, Matisse Thibault, and uh, Tyrese Maxey, the only one that hasn't hit, and we don't know. Jaden Springer might turn out to be a player, um, is Jaden Springer. So I think they need to go the route of moving it and not even stashing. It's just simply moving it in in a deal. Let's say Matisse Thibault, as you mentioned, may not be back and the team is interested but you need to add a little bit of salary there so you add that 23rd pick and you you include that in whatever player they may be bringing back to help out as far as possibly being a fifth starter or uh, a potential just role player coming off the bench in general to help out with the depth overall so I'm right now in the camp of and until I see something else or at least we have a little more information to ship this pick out drafting the player, then trading him on draft night to the team or after July 1st and trading him to the team uh, that uh, eventually wanted that player and the Sixers selected them for that team. They need veterans now. If Doc Rivers is not going to play these young guys, there's no point in, in even going out there and doing that when you already have Joe Reed, Bassey, Maxie on your squad and even Matisse Thybulle, unless he is moved in this potential uh, trade package that I think they go with the route of moving the pick and trying to bring back in a young veteran or just a veteran in general. Yeah, I agree with you. Cause
1: the, the, the one thing that we said is, you know, it's not who we like it's what doc River, who doc rivers likes. And, you know, he, again, I, I'm going to go back and say this, you know, he's a guy who he doesn't say that he doesn't like playing young guys, but when you look at his track record, um, he typically does it now. Again, he'll say, I started Rondo, um, but you know, there are some exceptions. But we're talking about a late first round pick. I mean, typically, when a guy is a high pick, you mm-hmm. have to play him, you have to play him, but when they're a late first round pick, um, you know you 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 can get away with just sending the sending the dude to the G League
0: yeah absolutely right man so hey uh uh, this this these next 22 days are going to be fantastic we know how it was when it was the rebuild and we would have top three picks top five top 10 lottery picks all all over the place all these second round picks late first all that stuff man and it was fun it was a blast once the season was done and they got their doors blown off all the time, it, it was fun to finally get to the summer and get ready for the draft and free agency and all that stuff, Keith. And, and now it's, it's on the back burner and this is where they are. And we talk about the Boston Celtics and where they are in ahead of the Sixers. They've drafted right. They've drafted late in the, in the first round. They've picked up some really good players, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchard. That are you good mean the looking. team you hate? You talking about the team you hate? Like the players though. I just, you know, the organization—they suck, <laughs> and um, uh, that's just what it is. But respect is what respect is, and they are there, and the Sixers are not. And uh, I said that during the show on Wednesday night, and I had someone tweet into me, Keith, that someone pointed out, yes, but the Simmons and the Markel Fultz thing happened, and all that, and that's why the Sixers are where they are. But it happened. Yeah, it's about a month.
1: It happened. and that. Because, it I mean, it, it continues to happen. I mean, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, you know, like James Hart, and we look at him now, and they got rid of him, and everybody thought they were going to get Brook. I mean, Houston James, and they got facilitated James right now. So, you know, I mean, they say, you know, I mean, we'll find out if he can, you know, if he can revert back a little bit next season. But But at the same time, things like this continue to happen. At they trade Jimmy Butler and they get Al Horford. And then Al Horford looks like he shot and then come to find out he was just he wasn't
0: utilized the right way. Right. You know, so yeah, it is what it is. Maybe and Brandon had the right idea, it just wasn't executed properly with how how things went. So we saw what we saw, it didn't work. So what we know is what we know, but right now he's a starter on a finals team that represents the Eastern Conference uh, beginning tonight. Uh, Keith, before we let you go, man, I, as much as I can't stand the Celtics, I have the Celtics in six. Um, what are your thoughts on this series? It's going to be a good one, I think.
1: You know, I, I picked the Celtics to win this series. I, I, I was actually, um, uh, you know, I, I actually said it on Fox 29. I said I got the Celtics winning the, uh, the NBA finals. That's before the second round. That's before it started. I don't know. I like them. But here's the problem with the Celtics, with me, um, watching. They're a little bit too shaky. And what I mean by that is, Can be. Um, you know, how many games have they had where they had their four roster, you know, due to injuries, due to COVID, due to a lot of different things? So yeah. as much as I think these young guys are going to come out there and put on a show, um, I, I, you know, I don't know if I could really rely on them. So my heart is saying the Celtics, but my mind is saying you got Steph Curry all the time. You got all these guys who you know are going to consistently be there. You can ship
0: country over there.
1: Huh? Yeah, they have that. They, They have that. Now, the thing is, the one thing that I will say is when you have a bunch of young boys and they show up at the park and the old heads are like, boy, you can't get it. Sometimes some I mean, young dudes are going to embarrass you because they don't know what they don't know. That's what Brett Brown yeah. used to say. They don't know what they don't know, right?
0: Oh, sure. So so that's sure. the thing. But, but you then know, you have those old heads that are like, let me show you a thing or two.
1: Yeah, old heads, let me show you a thing or two. And but, we're talking uh,
0: about legacy here with these yeah. three, with their with their run that they have the three already that going for fourth what does this mean for Stephen Curry who's already a Hall of Famer we know all three of them are Hall of Famers but when you look at Steph Curry if he wins this one that's four he's right there with LeBron James then he's going to be in the conversation of does he get a fifth before LeBron James he's right there with Tim Duncan Kobe has five all of that so that's why you know I I I, I do I would I do not count out the Golden State Warriors and I hope the Warriors do win. I'm a basketball fan, so I want to see the Warriors win. I'm all I'm all about legacy here. So I want to see if those guys can do this again. And uh, but I do think the Celtics they, they have both defensively and offensively, they've been pretty strong. They've been blown out, but they bounced back and they've been pretty yeah. strong. I mean, I, I like the Celtics, but
1: and and I'm gonna stick with the Celtics. Okay, but but I'm a little shaky because that injury report it's is up and it's like, yo, you mean two starters aren't playing tonight? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the thing that, that really concerns me about them. But yeah. I'm going, I'm going to go with my heart
0: over my mind. And I'm going to say Boston. I don't like you saying you're going with your heart. Why are you going with your heart with the Celtics? Come on, man. Uh,
1: well, basically that's the team. I don't Come mean on. like, oh, I love the Boston Celtics. What yes. I mean is I should go with, you know, I, I just have a sense that yeah, a good way to explain. It. I have a sense that Boston is the better team, okay, from top to bottom. Like I know, I get it, I get it. The uh, the the uh, the Warriors have guys that we never heard of before this season, and they're straight out balling, right? And then yeah. they have their big three, but I think that Boston, you know, is a better team. Um, However, that's my heart or that's my emotion. But okay. my mind is telling me I wouldn't go to Vegas and put that down, put my house on. Bingo. Because you don't know who's going to play.
0: Bingo. That.
1: So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the Celtics. Okay. Go Sounds
0: fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well tomorrow guys uh you know we thank you for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day enjoy game one tonight tomorrow uh, maybe we'll have something to talk about there with that but we will get into where are we going harden or maxi for this one what are we doing where you want to go maxi was a uh, social media correspondent for practice out there so where are we going let's go with james harden we go to james harden for our friday 76 locked on 76s podcasts that's Keith said it we got to do it today people do it today now make your second <laughs> listen locked on NBA locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes it's free and available wherever you get your podcast and I'm sure a lot of that have to do with the fact that the game one will be in the books of the NBA finals Keith a fun one fun one man and uh got a lot accomplished with Tobias Harris see how all of it plays out and we'll see what happens in game number one tonight, man. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the rest of the day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, man. All right. Look, let's tell the people though,
1: you know, you can uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast at, right? Secondly, if you want to get this YouTube channel, make sure you go to the locked on 76ers YouTube channel and click on the Liberty bell. And that's how you can subscribe exclusively to our YouTube channel. But I'm telling y'all, like my man D keeps saying, do it today. But lastly, why don't you forgive us a follow on Twitter? Follow my man That's D- right. Divine G975 at Divine G975 on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. Thank you. Thank you, folks. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.